Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Trevor, thank you very much for that. Now, Ireland has entered a new agreement with NATO aimed at protecting our undersea cable network and increasing cybersecurity. Minister of State for Defence Peter Burke spoke to the news at one earlier, setting out the agreement. thought we had a clip of that but we don't have a clip of that at the moment uh, but I, I can give you a sense of what Peter Burke says a little later in the, in the discussion uh, to discuss what, what all of this is, will mean further uh, we're joined out by Fine Gael TD Colin Brophy and People Before Profit TD Richard Boy Barrett you're both very welcome to the programme this evening um, Colin Burke in the absence of that clip from Peter Burke uh, Colin Brophy excuse me in the absence of that clip from Peter Burke you might set out for us uh, the, the essence of what this means Well it's a cooperation agreement and what it is is really it's to enable us to Uh, work with uh, NATO and to cooperate particularly on areas around intelligence and the real benefit for us is obviously in things like protecting our infrastructure. So it's that enhanced cooperation which comes originally from the Partnership for Peace and which was now developed further but it, it's still it's quite clear, quite absolutely explicitly clear this is nothing to do with joining NATO or nothing to do with moving away from neutrality. It is all about cooperation and it's really to enable us as a small state to work effectively on protecting things like infrastructure and particularly around cyber attack and everything. Intelligence is a vital part of having that information there. Okay, so it's all about cooperation. Uh, That means I assume that we expect or hope to get intelligence from NATO members in in terms of stuff that we might need to know. Well, what obviously we're going to be hoping is and getting is that type of intelligence that will enable us to provide that effective security that we want to have. And what will we be expected to do? Well, what what we're expected and what we want to do is to be in a position to provide enhanced security for things like underseas cables and for our infrastructure that's there. So what we're getting is intelligence and help with doing that. We're getting cooperation, which we have had uh, since Partnership for Peace. And what we'll be able to do is take that in cooperation with the increase which we're having in our defence spending uh, to enable us to better do that. And particularly to deal, I think, with cyber attacks as well. All right, Richard Boy Barrett, what, do you have concerns about this? I'm absolutely opposed to what the government are doing here. I think it is uh, yet another chipping away at Ireland's neutrality. Um, And I frankly uh, think it's incredible that the government can claim that this isn't essentially a stealth uh, dragging us towards a closer relationship and towards ultimately the government's uh, objective of trying to get us into NATO when uh, the details of this arrangement with NATO, so-called cooperation, are classified so we don't even really know what uh, actually will be the nature of this so-called cooperation. And when it comes on the back of, uh, on two occasions at least in the last year or so, NATO military commanders being here in Ireland evaluating Irish troops in Cork, we had Ukrainian soldiers under essentially a NATO uh, umbrella in uh, Cork at the end of the year. And... The uh, if you look at the arrangements that uh, similar arrangements that have been made under this ITT ITPP arrangement with Japan, it's littered with references to interoperability between the partner country and NATO. So we are aligning our troops, our military, our our defence with. Uh, the NATO military alliance, which is a military alliance dominated by the United States and Britain. Uh, and what like do you mean Germany. by aligning? What, what does that word mean to you when you say that? 
Well, it means literally making our troops interoperable with NATO. So aligning our military capabilities with NATO, increasingly doing military evaluations with NATO troops or under the ambit uh, of NATO. So we're physically joining the infrastructure of the Irish military to the NATO military alliance. So, I mean, the government could say this isn't joining NATO or isn't a step towards joining NATO, but that's what it looks like. Okay, Colin. Well, we're not doing that. And I mean, look, I I hear Richard, I've heard Richard for years, he always says the same thing anytime anything like this happens, that it's a step uh, towards joining NATO. We're very clear, it isn't. The second thing is that's worth remembering is that there were other, in the Partnership for Peace, which is now evolving into this ITPP, um, there were other neutral countries. There's Austria, there's Malta. Yeah. And they all, it's, it's just to, to make this point very clear, and we have, since Partnership for Peace, wanted to have that across Europe basis of understanding and cooperation between how the various militaries and countries, non-NATO countries and NATO countries work. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, but it is in no way, shape or form ever a step forward into NATO. And to Richard's point that we're physically joining the infrastructure of the Irish military with NATO. No, we're not. I mean, and that is an attempt to mislead because, as I say, this is done in conjunction with other neutral countries and their militaries like Austria and Malta. So each of these countries, including Ireland, are agreeing that what we look at is how that militaries can best cooperate, how they can understand what other militaries are doing, other neutral Mm. militaries, as well as what NATO militaries are doing. And that is a knowledge that helps people work better together. But what this particularly is focused on is really around the intelligence-led side and not about the operability of soldiers or military. Richard, I wanted to ask you, do do you accept or do you believe that there is an increased security threat for Ireland in the times that we're living in now? I think if we get ourselves more closely aligned and involved with NATO, that will certainly increase uh, the threat to Ireland. I mean, the whole point about neutrality is not being aligned with major military powers of any sort. If you start to align with a military alliance that is dominated by military powers like the United States, like Britain, like Germany, particularly, and this is where Mm. it's even more incredible, particularly at a time when those... Three countries that dominate NATO are deeply implicated in arming and supporting Israel in the conduct. Yeah, and I do. I understand that point, right? And I might get to that. I might get to that in a second because I do understand that point. But just in terms of our own security, um, you're saying that if we align ourselves with NATO, that it's going to get you know more perilous for us in in terms of our own security. But if we don't, if if we weren't Mm. entering this agreement, for example, if we hadn't done any of the stuff that you have objected to over the last year or two, particularly in in relation to NATO. Do you still not think that there would be a security threat for Ireland when it comes to, for example, Russia, when it comes to the Irish Sea, when it comes to cable networks, when it comes to the wind farms that we're planning to, to build offshore? No, I think the threat comes when you align yourselves to military powers that are, are themselves engaged in, geo, in geopolitical uh, manoeuvring uh, against other powers in the world or themselves involving themselves in conflicts, very controversial conflicts. That's precisely mm. how... I mean, Ukraine become, isn't part of NATO, you know. 
Indeed, but uh, but it, it wants to be a part of NATO and it is involved in a war. Okay, uh, Colin, and, the, and the leading can, powers in, in NATO I just are comment, involved uh, in supporting military conflicts. Can I just, just comment what Richard has said there? Because I think, to be honest, it's a thinking that is completely out of date. The fact of the matter is, if you have infrastructure, if you have underseas cables, if you have vulnerable um, uh, points of infrastructural attack, you know, we're talking particularly now about cyber attack. We're mm. talking about stuff that happens, which it will, I think, happen no matter whether you're involved in NATO, whether you're involved in the European Union, whether you're involved in the UN. Certain people around the world will look at stuff that is infrastructure that feeds into other infrastructure and say that can be attacked. If it's near us and it's going through our waters, all we're trying to do is try and provide some security to ensure that sure, attacks... Sure, I understand that. Like but do you not saw. take Richard's point that if we're this friendly, if you want to, for want of a better word, with NATO and NATO countries and working this closely with NATO and NATO countries, that that increases the target in our own backs? No, I don't at all. And in actual fact, there's no protection. The notion of the old style protection of it attacked by being neutral. Um, We had a cyber attack on this country which came from outside this country. We don't know exactly who the actors involved were. If if, if an attack was like that, a cyber attack to come to Ireland, Mm. it wouldn't matter at all whether we were neutral or not. And do you expect, Colin Brophy, that we are going to come under increasing pressure to join NATO? You know, the the comments um, from the think tank in the UK that we're freeloading off the investment of others who are part of NATO. Yeah, I, I pay very little credence or thing to uh, think tanks from the UK which spout out the type of rubbish that they used to spout out about uh, the UK membership of the EU and resulted in Brexit. Uh, the reality of it is we make our own policy. We're very mm. clear. Successive governments of every successive government it says that we're not joining NATO, uh, that we are politically neutral as a country and I don't see any desire by the Irish people to change that. Richard Boybard couldn't be much clearer than that, could it? <laughs> well, it's quite the opposite. It's sort of Orwellian doublespeak as far as I can see. I mean, first of all, the reference to the HSE cyber attack is really ridiculous. I mean, we have a decrepit uh, IT system in our health service, which uh, needed desperately to be upgraded. And that should it be done. It didn't need to be cyber attacked, uh, Richard. It, 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 it didn't need it, the millions it, it and millions we had I to spend defending Colin, it. I didn't interrupt you. Sorry, I Richard, didn't I apologise. Uh, yeah, Colm, we absolutely need to upgrade the HSE's uh, IT system, which was decrepit and vulnerable to attack. Yeah. And that means putting money into the health service. It does not mean putting resources into politically and militarily aligning ourselves okay. with the NATO military So if we don't align, align ourselves with NATO, does that mean, Richard, that you would be in favour of increasing, significantly increasing our own defence spending so that we're in a position to defend ourselves without anyone's help? No, but I do, for, I do not see us as being under a military threat. But I do think we increase the possibility of us becoming uh, a, a military target for some forces if we align ourselves with uh, major military powers that are themselves involved in aggressive military action or supporting things like Israel's massacre of Palestinians in Gaza, then we actually are endangering our own defence and security. So the best safeguard for us in terms of security is to Is it not a bit naive though, Richard? Is it not a bit naive to sort of, you know, say we're going to duck our heads in the sand here and hope no one notices us? You know, hope no one bothers to come bother us. No, like, do, we, do we not? I mean, is it not our responsibility as a neutral country to be in a position to be able to defend ourselves? 
No, I, first of all, as a very, very small country, the idea that we could defend ourselves against Russia or the United States or any major military power is preposterous. But for, from my mind, while Russia has shown itself to be a very aggressive military power engaged in a, a brutal attack on Ukraine, I, equally, the United States has engaged in brutal military yeah. assaults in places like Iraq, and we allow their troops here. Yeah. So why but are we let, me, let me put that point to you, Colin, because I know you're saying aligning ourselves to um, NATO or working this closely with NATO doesn't put a target on our backs but I mean if for example we were to work more closely with Russia are you really saying that the US wouldn't view us differently like it does matter who your friends are and who you're working with doesn't it in terms of the global perception of which side you're on and by working so closely with NATO are we not implicitly taking a side? We are, we, we are not taking a side we are a neutral political country we are working with people who we have a good traditional working relationship with countries like the United States countries like our European partners countries which have um, a presence and a involvement in collective European security but we are doing that as a neutral state. Mm. We're doing that with our own perspective. Sorry, just let me finish this point. Cause no, because it's very important to do this. And therefore, we reserve the right, as we have done, to be very critical of the United States when we need to be, to be very critical of uh, what Israel has done in Gaza, to be very critical and calling people to account who it's appropriate, of, mm. including calling Russia to account over Ukraine. And that's the strength we have as a strong member of the UN, as a politically neutral country, but also we are an EU member state and we're a proud country within Europe and okay. I think it is and imperative on us. Are you telling me that the Irish government uh, there's your, your understanding is there's no expectations from NATO members that we will give anything in return for all this intelligence sharing. They're the, just going to work with us and give us what they have and we don't, we're not expected to do anything. Because there is a mutual benefit to all the countries of Western Europe in keeping infrastructure like undersea cables mm. intact whether those countries are in NATO or whether those countries like Austria or Malta which are also neutral countries like ourselves. Everybody benefits by keeping that infrastructure intact. And you don't, you don't, you reject outright the claims then of freeloading. Oh, of course. We, I mean, we, we I failed I, to protect I, I, ourselves. And I, 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 to be honest, I thought that was pathetic, and I know that think tank has a, a record of this type of language uh, for the purpose of gaining attention. Uh, Ireland does not freeload. Ireland, and I, I mean, ironically, it's where I say myself and Richard are in agreement on this. We are a proud, independent state with our own policy, okay. and we're not going to listen to that type of rubbish from a UK think tank. Richard Boy Barrett, final word to yourself on this. Have you been convinced at all? No, I, look, I think anybody being honest can see there is a significant drive by many of the powers within NATO and within the European Union to militarise the European Union, to increase military expenditure and to become, if you like, more assertive in the geopolitical, the very dangerous and worrying geopolitical military escalation that's happening between big powers. Okay. And we should be the voice in Europe that is warning against that, against taking uh, Europe down a militarisation road, but instead we are essentially pulling Ireland into that militarisation project through the back door. And I think that is a serious danger to our neutrality. While we are preserving our neutrality. That is the absolute important thing while enhancing our own ability to defend ourselves. All right, Colin Brophy, Richard Boy Barrett, thank you both.